1: Radio Red in the house, thank you to Ryan Treasure, EVP at Voice America, for being my voiceover person. It's President's Day here in the U.S. I hope you're celebrating something good. We'll just leave it there. I'm a.k.a. Radio Red, and I'm bringing you three very interesting creatives today. I'm calling them my, they're mine for the next hour, my creatives without boundaries, and you'll find out why. That their creativity knows no bounds, basically. It is Monday, February 21st, 2022, and before we get started, or as we get started, I have to ask my three special guests, and we'll find out who they are in just a minute. If you're on Facebook, you can say, everybody wave again, hello, Facebook. I'm going to, on the count of three, we're going to say together, hello, L-L-L. One, two, three, hello, hello. hello. l l l that was the best ever. I say that every week. <laughs> it's okay. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener, and I'm still trying to get her to move to London, but we're taking up a... A pretend GoFundMe Because she lives in Whitestone, New York And it doesn't start with L That's all I can tell you So we got to, Larchmont, she she wasn't interested in that She said she'd stay in Whitestone So LLL, thank you And she emails me every Monday At 8.01 p.m. Eastern To tell me what she enjoyed About each of my guests your own, You're each going to get your own line or two In her email, I will tell you that So thank you LLL It is, let's see We moved into Pisces right now The zodiac sign of Pisces The colors are mauve, lilac, purple, violet Violet and sea Green. I don't know how green got in there. Your lucky numbers are 3, 9, 12, 15, 18, 24. If you don't win the lottery, don't blame me. Blame the the Google lucky numbers for those. And let's see. Your strengths are compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise, and musical. And your weaknesses are you're fearful. Ooh, you're overly trusting. Well, maybe that's why you're fearful. You're sad. You want to get away from reality. Uh, You like being alone. You like sleeping, music, romance, swimming, and spiritual and you don't like being criticized. Well, who does? So that's something we share with all the Zodiac signs. So let me tell you who my three very special guests are today. I'm going to read their name and a little tiny bit about them and ask them in a few minutes to introduce themselves. Marianne Redini Spencer. Hello, Marianne. She produces movies and series four. Everybody write this down. CBS TV. Showtime. SYFY, T. I didn't want to say it wrong, sci-fi. TMC. USA Networks, and Time Warner Cable, and you may just have seen a Hallmark Hall of Fame show called The Lost Valentine, starring the recently departed and loved forever everywhere Betty White and Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Marianne co-produced and wrote the teleplay. Marianne, we are so honored to have you here. We have so much to talk to you about, so thank you very much. And then we have Glenn Dunsweiler. Glenn, wave Hello. He is a filmmaker and producer and a social entrepreneur. I want to ask him what that means. And he has a documentary called The Letter Y, Homeless? And you can see it on Amazon Prime, and we'll find out a lot more about Glenn. So, Glenn, thank you for being here. And then we have Jimena Yanez Soto. (laughs) She is the former CFO for a Mexican environmental fund. That sounds interesting. Now she's a certified international health coach, a biomagnetism therapist, a Reiki coach, and she's the founder of Believe.Transform. Be. Ximena, welcome very much. And I'm AK Radio Ren. Again, this is Read My Lips, Creativity Without Boundaries. Can't wait to get started. So let me just do one more bit of housekeeping, Marianne, before we start you talking to us about who you are. Today is the 52nd day in 2022 of the Gregorian calendar. I always say thank you to Greg, Gregory, Greggy, whatever his mommy called him, because we're still using his calendar hundreds of years later, and we still like his calendar. At least I do. That's what I use. And there's 313 days left in 20. 2022 this is i believe the ninth monday i think i lost track of how many mondays but nobody cares about that except me and the reason you need to know there are only 313 days left is if you're planning something wonderful to imbibe that's called in a glass a, a stein a flute something or a bottle on new year's eve you only have 313 days to either make it in the sink in the bathtub in the still behind your house or to go buy it from a good liquor store in person we've ABC liquors here just bought some more baileys and i'm not it's not going to last until December 31st, I promise. A sip a day, that's it. Or you're going to buy it from a, a liquor store or, or something online. So think about what you want for New Year's Eve because it sneaks up fast. Let's yeah. get going, Mary Ann Rodini Spencer. I'm so honored to have you. Met you at the Publicity Summit in December. As I met Glenn and I met Jimena as well. Delighted to have the three of you. You've been very patient. It's been quite a few weeks. Mary Ann, I just gave them a little tiny bit about who you are, what you do. Let's have the full story and welcome Mary Ann.
2: It's great to be here. Um, You know, I started my career in the theater. I did equity and non-equity stock as a kid, um, junior high, high school, and a little bit in college. And then I just decided I needed to learn more about behind the scenes because I was enthralled with production, costuming, all the little details about how you mount a project. So I, I studied TV and film. And uh, I knew that I wanted to move to California, but I didn't get up the nerve maybe a year after I graduated. And I finally said, I got to go, because if I don't go now, I'm never going to go. And I packed two suitcases, had a little bit of money and stayed on a friend's couch and landed a job at CNN. So I was a producer writer for CNN for a couple of years. And yeah, and then I started doing lifestyle writing. I knew I wanted to make movies, but I wasn't sure how I was was going to get there. And it's it's a journey. It's a different journey for everybody. So basically, I became a publicist. (laughs) And through that, I learned all about the different aspects of marketing and PR. And then I switched. I got a job in production. So I went back and forth for a number of years doing PR and production until I opened my own company. And that's when I started to do a lot of my own production and producing.
1: How did you get to write that teleplay? Did that teleplay somehow wander? Did a story wander into your lap or on your computer? Or did somebody say, we want Mary Ann Redini Spencer to write the teleplay because we know she's darn
2: good you know, at it. I was talking to people. And I said, I got to start writing screenplays. I was producing everyone else's movie and it wasn't speaking to my heart and the stories I wanted to tell. And a friend said, Marianne, I found this novel. I think you're going to love it. The writer wants it made into a movie. I read it. The writer was James Michael Pratt of the novel. I loved the novel. I said, yep, I want to do this. I did the deal. I wrote the novel uh, into a screenplay and we started pitching it.
1: And there you are. I, there was so much good career advice in what you just said, even though we're not a career-focused show, Marianne, in terms of starting somewhere and getting knowledge, yes. getting to know people, getting to know the industry,
0: mm-hmm. making
1: a name for yourself as a qualified professional doing something with integrity, mm-hmm. Right and that Glenn likes that, and then working your way and being called upon and finding your way, your path. Is is that the way it worked,
2: Mary? Yes. And you know, I have to say that I read a lot of scripts working in publicity. I was a senior vice president of Stephen Cannell Productions. They did a lot of cop shows. I read all the scripts, and I worked with the studios. I worked with Paramount. So I was used to reading scripts, and I knew kind of how it worked. And I did read books on screenplay writing. Mm -hmm. Sid Field is a great person to read if you're interested. But I I had to find out how to take that novel and make it into something that you could watch on the screen. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the novel itself, a lot of parts of it, it was in the person's head. And there were characters that we needed to add to bring it to life. Mm -hmm. And so it was really a great learning experience. But... You have to be passionate about it because there's so many ups and downs we didn't really pitch it to many places but we did pitch it to hallmark hall of fame that had a cbs deal and they said no at first yeah and a year later i was watching the one of the morning shows and i saw the bridge bridges family and they were talking about valentine's day and love letters and i thought Hmm, maybe we need talent attachments, you know, or I need to do a PR marketing campaign. And I, we went back, I said to my producing team, let's go back again, and give them these ideas and see because sometimes you have to be persistent. And Absolutely.
1: Works. Persistence and learning. We're adding that to a bunch of, of uh, descriptors of what you mm-hmm. need to do to get ahead. And sometimes your career takes twists and turns. I'm on my seventh career, by the way, only seven and more to go, I'm sure. Wow. Thank you, Mary Ann. Glenn Dunsweiler, so happy to see you. Would you kindly give us a fuller picture of who you are and what you do? Talk to me.
3: Sure. So started also in live entertainment, uh, theater, wanted to be a rock star, also as a musician and got in, got tired of my my shows looking and sounding like garbage not because we weren't real, well rehearsed but because the sound system was bad and the lighting was bad so i kind of got into that and then listened to my mother that i needed a stable job with insurance mm. <laughs> so that got me into teaching and i ended up uh, being a university professor but like marianne as i started going up in the legitimacy of being a professor and being asked to be on curriculum committee committees i thought wait what am i doing <laughs> this isn't this isn't where i want to be i i i need to be in more of a creative space i need to get back into entertainment writing and and go into that plunge so in 2015 i moved to la to really learn the business side of entertainment because i'd made this documentary about homelessness across the us in 2010 but I had no idea how to get distribution for it. I knew how to make the thing. I just didn't know how to sell the thing. And so I moved to LA six plus years ago and I've just really been focusing on the things I want to do and trying to make them able to make money or did some in some way be sustainable. And that's really what makes that. That's what fires me up and gets me going and being an entrepreneur and never knowing exactly what the answer is, but always Figuring it out is something that's really exciting to me.
1: Always asking new questions, right, Glenn? Always yeah. thinking of yeah. new questions and looking for the answer. Why homelessness? And I know that's the name of your documentary, but I'm asking you why. Next word, homeless. Why did that fascinate you? What was the focus? What was your purpose in that, if I may ask?
3: Because uh, I bought a house in 2006, and that was a really bad year to buy a house. <laughs> and in <laughs> 2008, I got cut back at work when I was teaching at a university and realized I wasn't going to be able to make my mortgage. And my bank told me, well, you have to stop paying us before we'll even talk to you. And I thought, wait, what? I'm an upstanding member of society. I teach. I'm a university professor. And you're telling me I could not have a house and not have the the credit score to be able to get into an apartment because I've ruined my credit defaulting on this loan. What is going on here? So that's really what got me into figuring out who homeless people were, how they got there, what happens once they're there, and what are the success stories for the people that can get out of homelessness. Isn't and that's, that
1: that's, interesting? I'll, I'll give you a little sidebar. He just give me a second here, please. Um, uh, sidebar: is I lived in Eugene, Oregon, many years ago, and it was never that big. But when it got to about a ninety-three thousand population, people said it was too big, and they fled for small towns in in Colorado and not California. But they fled. Oh my God! There's too much traffic. Three traffic lights downtown. It was it was way too much for them. I'm from New York. It was like bring it on, kids. Where the cars, you know? So. When I the the market fell apart, the there were layoffs. The the housing market fell apart. The lumber market fell apart. This was 1974, 76, something like that. Trying to remember. No, no, 84, 84. When I came back to New York, so I wanted a. I needed out and and I couldn't sell the house. I couldn't. It was a gorgeous uh, cathedral ceilings. It had a fireplace. I had tiled the fireplace myself. It was three bedrooms upstairs and and a beautiful house for me and my kids attached. And it was was a, uh, what do you call it? A duplex. Okay. So I went to the bank and I said, I want to move back to New York. What do I do? The market has dropped out. There's no way to sell it. And they said, you're going to use what's called an estoppel deed. An estoppel deed is you're going to file, you're going to broom sweep the house, you're going to give us the keys, and you're going to walk away from the loan. <laughs> walk away. That's the only way you can get rid of it when nobody is around to buy it. So I had to walk away from what was left, from the equity and everything, and just, I, if I'm if anybody's a lawyer, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but my memory is they said, we'll take it back. We'll take back the paper, but the only way since you can't sell it is you walk away. That's a deed that stops. Anyway, fascinating getting in and out of all that stuff. I know, I know. Thank you, Glenn. We have so much more to talk to you about, and I appreciate you and Jimena Yanez Soto. Thank you for spelling your name so nicely for me. Jimena, welcome. Please tell us who you are and what do you do. Welcome, welcome.
4: Hi, Red. Thank you for having me. And hi, Marianne and Glenn. I'm glad to be here with you. Uh, well, I was born and raised in Mexico City, and I'm a public accountant and I studied that there, but I didn't like my career. So I was about to give up and I wanted to go to music, but then suddenly I was offered a job in this environmental fund, which I found fascinating because I, I, I was always attracted to nature and, and what's going on with the climate and, and the environment. And I, I, I stayed as a, as a public accountant and I, I was a CFO of that environmental fund for 23 years. And then we moved to Denver, Colorado. So it it was seven years ago. So back then working online was not a thing. So I, I knew I had to give up that part of my life, which I loved, really loved. But I realized I was always behind the computer and I was a CFO and I was always telling people what to do, giving orders to everyone else. I didn't care about what other people thought or felt uh, yeah because I was I was the chief and they, they called me Dr no <laughs> because of course they wanted to do something they were, and I was always no because we have to comply with the laws and all the things so I was Dr no so when I came here I was like I I could go to another NGO I could find some some NGO here um, but I think I want to work with people. I know a lot about nature and, and conservation. I had a rough part of my life where I I went through a lot of mystery and chronic diseases and I was able to overcome them through nutrition and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I said, what if I bring those worlds together and I become a health coach and I start helping people and getting to know what they feel and, and their thoughts uh, and Suddenly I was in this and, and I was learning so much about what we're doing to the environment and we're doing that to the environment and to us too. And I, I thought I need to write a book to to bring that knowledge to people, to know that if we hurt the environment, we hurt ourselves. So that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Very interesting. <laughs> I see a, a
1: common theme of... Not necessarily doing an abrupt about face, although hey, Manny, you did that. You you said I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. But mm-hmm. the 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 meandering, and I think we're all old enough to say that you need to have some some mileage on your tires to know yeah. that this is something that's a good thing in life. It's not oh, I have a job and I stay here for hundred years. People don't do that anymore. Or I'm going to change jobs every six months because I don't like it. Well, people are doing that right now with the great resignation era. We all know mm-hmm. that. However, however. If you're serious about finding who you are, what, what do they say? What's your why? Marianne, I'm sure mm-hmm, you've heard yes. that and Glenn and Amanda. What's your why? Sometimes you have to live and do something before you know what your why is.
2: I don't think I discovered my why until a few years ago. Mm -hmm. There you
1: go. And my my why, and I grew up so shy, I was afraid to talk to people. I didn't cross the street alone until I was eight years old. I was scared to death. Yet I played the piano at my sixth grade graduation and sewed my own dress. I have to say that. However, my point (laughs) is that sometimes it's the meanderings of opportunity when those doors open. They've certainly opened for you, Marianne, and you, Glenn, and you, Jimena. And sometimes, like me, you just kick the damn door down. You just say, I see a little light under the door. I want to go in that door and you just change I I didn't have I don't have a broadcasting degree you know what I did any of you know what I did when I started out I was a mainframe computer programmer analyst for the state of Oregon, working on a community college information system. And two years after I got dual degrees, they gave me the whole system to run because my boss moved to California. And I was running the whole damn thing. And, I, and then I went into marketing. What did I know about marketing? Hell no, somebody said you're a marketing director. So I did marketing for big banks and big companies. And then one day, I decided to do stand-up comedy. I took a class from Stephen Rosenfeld's American Comedy (laughs) Institute in New York, and I was on stage, scared out of my gourd, and I was doing, and people were inviting me to do comedy, and then I said, wow, there's a TV station 10 blocks from my house, public access on Long Island in Great Neck, and I said, how do you do this? They said, well, give us a couple hundred dollars, we'll train you, we'll start you, and you get a volunteer crew, and you can have your, so I had. I created four television shows. You think I knew what I was doing? No. And then somebody said, we want you on a radio show. So the, and somebody said, we have a spot on WGBB Radio, the oldest AM station. We want you to have your own show. I said, what are you talking about? They said, come out to the station, and we're giving you your own show. I said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Seriously? I brought, the, I brought newspaper clippings with, uh, with horoscopes in them and jokes because I didn't know what to talk about. And that developed into multiple, multiple radio shows, TV shows. And now I do radio full-time business shows. And since 2010, I have created 52 radio series. Wow. Believe it or not, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Are you kidding? <laughs> I just figure it out. And I think there's a thread. Isn't there somehow with all of us, you figure it out? Marianne, go ahead. You want to say something? No, it, it, you're
2: totally right. I think you have to be open. And if it yeah. looks good, it sounds good, go. You know, because you don't know where it's going to take you. For me, you know, I knew I wanted to make movies. That's all I knew when I was growing up. And then I got a job working in news production. I didn't plan on that per se, but it taught me something later, you know, where I became an environmental reporter, actually, with the city of Ventura, TV and print in the um, TV station, but also in the newspaper. And I was working as a food editor for Palm Springs Life and doing a lot of lifestyle writing while I was doing my company. And I was asked can you produce a cooking show for us? We know that you produce some <laughs> cooking segments for uh, CNN. And I said, okay, what's the budget? And they said, we really don't have one. We just want more local programming. I said, well, I, am, I cook, I have recipes, you know, um, I'm the first person. They said, let's do a pilot with you. And then the, that was like, I've been on the air for 10 years. There you go. You, sometimes you say yes. I was I was hired by one of the world's
1: biggest business software companies. I won't say the name, but it's three letters. It starts with S and then no periods in between. And they're based in Germany. You can all figure it out. And and I, I was there about six months and we were on a conference call. This is pre-Zoom many years ago. And my manager said, I need somebody to produce a set of creative videos on the company is not too big, not too expensive, not too complex, not too hard to myth busting. And I And I spoke up, I barely knew anybody, I said, I'll do it. Do you think I had ever done a corporate video in my life? (laughs) She called me the next day and said, you're it. She gave me a budget, she sent me to work over the phone with a high-end video production company. I created four videos, and to my thrill, some of the biggest global managers of the marketing organization, this company now has 100,000 employees, but there were about probably 90,000 when I was there. I just left two years ago they would open their global team meetings with my videos on the company's video production, you know, on the the shared screen. And they didn't mention me, they didn't have to, but I knew, and my colleagues in my team knew, this was my work, the thrill. Can you imagine Glenn and Marianne (laughs) and Amanda, the thrill of seeing my work opening a conference call? And I was sitting, jumping up and down. The tears were rolling down. My colleagues, my teammates were saying, yay, look at you, go, girl, go, girl, texting me on on the, the intranet. It was a riot. So sometimes you just say, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. There you go. What I'd like to do now, thank you all for the stories. I want to go around the table, and let's take about three minutes, because we have so much to talk about. Mary Ann Redini Spencer, I asked you and my other th- other guests, we have Glenn and we have Jimena, to send me a quote from a movie or a TV show, fictional or a song, lyric, and that has absolutely nothing to do with creativity until you tell us how it does, okay? so. Here we go. Marianne has sent us a quote, a famous quote from Dorothy Boyd, played by Renee Zellweger. The movie, of course, Jerry Maguire, 1996. Was it really 22 plus 4, 26 years ago? Is that possible? Oh, that American that awesome. and and there's so many genres now. If you haven't noticed, America, it's a romantic comedy-drama sports film. Used to be, it's a romantic movie. Used to be, mm-hmm. no, it's a sports movie. No, no, it's drama. No, it's going to be funny. No, now it's everything. You just put a bunch of dashes, and that's so the way. Of course, it stars. Yeah. Of course, it starred Tom Cruise, Cooper Gooding Jr., Regina King was in it, and it was co-produced by Simpsons producer James L. Brooks. There you go. Here is the quote. Five words. Marianne, take about two minutes because I want to I get a lot in here. You had me at hello. Okay. <laughs> what does this have to do with creativity? Go ahead.
2: You know, I just love that movie, first of all. The thing I love about it is that he's going along, everything's peachy, and then his whole life changes and he has to recreate himself because that happens in business. It happens in life, personally, professionally. And so I just love that movie. And of course, I love that quote. And you had me at hello, the opportunities, you know, someone mentioned something, you've got me, I'm there, I'm going to do that. Um, And I, I love the idea of just being as creative as possible of finding how to create content for different mediums. And that's where it comes from.
1: Thank you very much. That you had me at hello. Absolutely. I think we've all lived that way. Glenn, you sent us a quote that's even shorter, and I love it twice as much, even though I've never heard it before. Mark Rentboy Renton, played by Ewan McGregor. The movie Train Spotting, 1996, (laughs) British black comedy drama, directed by Danny Boyle, and Johnny Lee Miller was in it, and and Kelly MacDonald in her debut, based on a 1993 novel by Urban Welsh. The film was released in the U.K. in 1996, and it was nominated. The screenplay was nominated for an Academy Award. It follows a group of heroin addicts in an economically depressed area of Edinburgh, Edinburgh, I think they say, and their passage through life, urban poverty, squalor. Very interesting. And it ranked number 10 by the British Film Institute's top 100 British films of the 20th century. There you go. So the quote is, choose life. Glenn, I love it. What does this have to do with our topic today? Go ahead.
3: Uh, it's everything. It's opportunity. It's the choice between not to do anything and to do something, right? Uh, personally, I found myself choosing safety and security because my mother told me that was as important. <laughs> and I decided, no, I'd rather choose life. And so I think that you have to balance that, but absolutely choose life. If, if, if you have the choice between not doing something and doing something, Please do it.
1: <laughs> In- interesting. And and as you developed your documentary, um, did you find that, well, it sounds like that's perfect for your theme is choose life. Give people an yeah. opportunity to live. Where can people find your documentary? I think you mentioned it's on Amazon. Is it is it a yeah. download? On, is it a purchase? What is it?
3: Uh, so if you have Amazon Prime as a subscription, it mm-hmm. is free for you to view. And I believe it's also on Tubi and okay. a few other platforms but I'm, Amazon Prime is the, the largest platform that it's on.
1: I do, and I will. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And Jimena, let's go to your quote. Another two-word <laughs> quote. Marianne, <laughs> you win for the longest quote, and it was five, <laughs> five words. And here, Jimena picked a quote from Professor John Keating, played by the late great, and damn, he left us way too soon for whatever combination of reasons we were told. Robin Williams, Dead Poets mm-hmm. Society, 1989 American teen drama film uh, written by Tom Shulman, directed by Peter Weir, and set in 1959 at a fictional elite conservative boys' Vermont boarding school, Welton Academy. The story of an English teacher who went all the way out of bounds, inspired his te- his students to live through the teaching of poetry. And the quote is, of course, the Latin carpe diem.
4: Jimena, lovely quote. Tell us how does that relate to our topic? Go ahead. Yeah, well, I I watched that movie when I was a, a high schooler too. So, I felt it like my whole my whole body felt it. Like I was in love with that movie. Uh, I that part where he asks the students to come and see the old pictures and tells them, "Look at that faces, look at those faces." Those those Boys, because they were boys back then, uh, also had dreams and they wanted to do a lot of things. And now they're gone. And our life here is, is just a small time. It's, it, it just goes so fast. So go and do whatever you want to do, whatever you need to, to do. Seize the day, carpet diem. Uh, better to, to have done things that you regret than not doing them. So uh, it was just a, a blast for me. I, was, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to eat the world when I saw that, that movie. And uh, it's just like, um, go for it. Go for whatever you want to go while you're still alive, because our time here is short. So go enjoy, have fun, do crazy things, and live.
1: Yes, you know, there's an old joke. How do you want? How do you want to leave this earth? I want to slide into home plate, saying,
2: whee, What a ride!"
1: That's what. what ride. That's what I want to do. Yeah. But what's interesting is that the twists and turns we've all had, the doors that were partly open or that we pushed open, the doors that opened for us, the opportunities that were there whether we took them or not, determine, right, Glenn? The next part of our yeah. path is what did we decide to do? What was important to you? What was important to you versus or alongside of what your mother said was important to you in her words? What did you want to do? What did we want to do? I invited my mom to be my co-host on a TV show years ago. I thought I created it for some, it was called Senior Moments. Eventually we called it Senior Moments, The Happy Ones, and it was for the senior population in my community in, in Long Island. But I had a friend who had been trying to get elected to a park district commissioner spot. It it sounds like a little. it's a big thing out there, and you get insurance for life, and you get to be in the paper, or whatever, whatever. He's a serious guy, former captain chief of the fire department, one of our many fire departments. But I, I became his campaign manager, and I said, well, what can I do for him? Oh, I'll start a new TV show. I was in the mood to start a lot of TV shows. So I started it, and he was my first guest. A couple weeks later, I was driving home somewhere. Uh, we didn't have a hands-free, and I pulled over to the side of the road, picked up my phone. The tears were falling. I called my mom and said, how would you like to be my co-host on this show? I think I created it for you. And she said, of course. She had already been a guest on my other show, Something to Talk About, a couple of times. She said, yeah, that's fine. I'd love to. And so she became my co-host. And we did 275 shows together. She started when she was in her late 80s. And we did, our last show was two weeks before she passed away at the age of 100 years, one month and 15 wow. days. We gave her a 100th birthday party on the show. So, and everybody, people used to stop me. I think you'll get a kick. At, they stopped me in the grocery store. How's your mom? I'd say, who are you? Oh, I see you on TV all the time locally. Oh, how's your mom? Give, tell your mom I said hello. I said, who are you? They oh, it doesn't matter. I watch your show. I want everybody wanted to know how Ruth was. It was, it was, wow. it was wonderful. It was People said they'd never seen a mother and daughter get along so well. We joked. We, we kibbits, We made stuff up at the beginning of the show. It was just a riot. So anyway, uh, let's go to I want to do some famous birthdays. So uh, Sophie Turner, I've never heard of her, but she's 25, and she was an actress in the Game of Thrones. So happy birthday to Sophie Turner. Mm-hmm. You all knew who was formerly Ellen Page. She's now Elliot Page. Did you mm-hmm. all know that? I yeah. saw that, and I said, no, they misspelled her name. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> transitioned. She mm-hmm. did, and I I didn't know. So now she goes by Elliot Page. She is a movie actor, actress, formerly actor. Well, they go by actor for most people anyway, just it doesn't have a, a gender to it. She's 34. He's 34. Sorry. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. How about that, Marianne? Mm-hmm. She was. Would- she yeah. was in in your Hallmark Hall of Fame show, 42 years old. Jordan Peele of Key and Peele, comedian, 42. I think he's Jennifer Love Hewitt's brother by another mother because they were born the same day. And Kelsey Grammer, everybody knows from Cheers mm-hmm. and Frasier, the spinoff and everything else. He's 66. He's finally grown up. I can say that. Now, a couple of social media stars. Oh, my goodness. Who? Um, huh? I've never heard of these people and I like Mm -hmm. their names and I always pick four or five names every week with unusual. So there's a YouTube star, a young lady who's 26 today and her name is Lavender Town, L-A-V-E-N-T-E-R capital T, one word, O-W-N-E. So it's Lavender Town with a capital L and a cap. Everybody say happy birthday, Lavender Town. Go ahead. Happy, happy, birth- happy birthday! birthday love 11, and then we have a young man who's 25 who goes by Jake Boys, two words, Jake Boys. It does not an apostrophe. I don't know what that is. Then we have somebody on TikTok named Jazzy Gordon. I like that name. And then we have a, a young lady on TikTok named Lauren Godwin. But was interesting as her hair is absolutely pure purple, and of course I thought that was really really cool. So happy birthday. Lauren Godwin. I have some holidays. to. You know what? I don't want to go to the holidays yet. We have time. I want to go to some of your creativity statements. I'm going to pick one from each of you because these were really fun. Uh, I'm going to pick, mm, let's see. um, Let me go to um, statement number three from Marianne. I'm going to read it. Don't worry. And you say, it is vital for, I'm quoting Marianne, it is vital for my soul that I create something, a passage in a book, a recipe, an arts and crafts project, contribute to my garden or the decor of my house every day exclamation point talk to me very interesting
2: two minutes go ahead I just have to create things I can't help myself it's either I go in the kitchen and create something new recipe Um, I love collecting ideas and working on my novels Um, but I just find that it it's food for me it helps me just appreciate life, enjoy life. Uh, it makes me grateful. Um, but I think it just gives you so much zest for living when you do that. And it helps me because it just, uh, it connects me to the creative force, whatever that is.
1: <laughs> I like that very much. Thank you. I like the idea of every day. I, yes. I think, I think those of us who are creative in some way, a garden, a recipe, as you say, writing something down, I'm, i I've started our, I've, painted over 185 paintings in the past oh three wow. years, and what I'm doing I'll tell you later what I'm doing I don't want to take away time but anyway I'm having but
2: I know here. that when I when I feel like I need something too I have yes. to go to nature I have to go in the garden and maybe plant something or look and see you know what what something I can paint in my house or something like that I just have to because that kind of grounds me And and it connects me. And while I'm doing that, I I think it's great because I think about things.
1: And when I paint, I make sure there's nothing on Alexa. I turn off the news, I turn off the TV, and it's just quiet Mm -hmm. and things Mm -hmm. come out. Let me go to your creative statement number one, Glenn. This is interesting. I'm going to pick two for you, Glenn, because it's a short one. But you say creativity is best when in collaboration. Glenn, that fascinated me. Talk to me.
3: It comes from my musician theater backgrounds the creativity from input from others taking your inspiration or something that that works for you and giving it to someone else running it through their head and their artistic ability that is the most rewarding for me i love collaboration and that's why i gravitate more towards collaborative arts towards film towards live entertainment uh company live entertainment because it's that that is the the core for me. Writing is great and I love my own head, but I love my own head given to other people and putting their heads through it too.
1: <laughs> interesting. Interesting turn of phrase there. I want to go to one more. I'm going to your statement number four. I'll read it. Glenn says, I express my creativity in my dislike of rules I'm much more comfortable with guidelines. Oh, tell me, rules, guidelines, rules, guidelines. How do you know when one is one and one is the other? Glenn.
3: Okay, so I began, when I moved to Los Angeles, I had been teaching for 11 years, but I knew I had some bad public speaking habits. So I went to Toastmasters. And if you don't know what Toastmasters is, it's great, it's a great opportunity. They really go through all of your public speaking ability. There's so many rules. And then I did a TEDx, And there are so many rules in a TEDx. And after I got out of a TEDx, I said, I love telling stories, but I love guidelines and I don't like rules. So I started a a storytelling event called Frank Honest Stories, No Rules, because I still think there need to be guidelines, but I really don't like rules. You tell me how how to best tell your story. Don't let me tell you.
1: Isn't that Mm -hmm. interesting? You know, when you all got my invitation and it says uh, deliverables guidance, it doesn't say rules. It just says guidance. I'm just giving you ideas to help you know where Mm -hmm. I'd like you to go, but not specifically where I want you to end up. Thank you. Very interesting, Mm -hmm. Glenn. Thank you for clarifying that. The collaboration and rules versus guidelines. Very interesting, fine point you put on that, on both of them. Thank you. Thank you. Jimena. Uh, let's go to your statement number one. This is interesting. You say, for me, it means to stay, creativity means to stay in the beginner's mind. Let go of all the things I know and leave space for the new to come. Oh, I love the way you put that.
4: Talk to me. <laughs> well, the beginner's mind is like like the mind when you're a child. You don't know nothing. You you know anything. So you're open to receive everything. You start learning. You you. You want to know everything. Uh, so, you don't have space in, in your mind. So, everything is new and you learn from everything. And then it comes a time when you think you know a lot of things and you, you don't need to keep learning. And, and you say, I, I already know that. And you're closing to new pos- possibilities. So, the thing is to empty yourself from all the things you think you know, but because actually, I don't think we, we kind of start understanding how the world uh, works or the universe works. So we have to, to get that out of ourselves and, and start always like, I know nothing and I will learn from this experience. Uh, letting go everything you thought you knew to let all the new come and, and compliment all, all the things you already think you you knew.
1: Interesting. Let it go. Pretend, you know, there's a phrase, a Latin phrase for when we're born, the question of nature versus nurture, but tabula rasa, the idea that the child's mind is a complete blank slate. Tabula, tabula rasa, <laughs> empty, erased, basically. So you're just saying revert to that. Forget, mm-hmm. I know this and I should. I think also, are you talking perhaps, Jimena, about getting rid of the shoulds? There should be a line here. There should be, uh, Glenn, there should be a, a bar at the top, at the front of the movie. Uh, Marianne, there should be this line in the play. And, and go where your yeah. heart, Jimena,
4: what do you think? Uh, get rid of the things you believe, your belief system, which is, of course, it has shoots, a lot of shoots. So just get rid of that because you're not what you think you are. You just made yourself with those uh, beliefs that you were this person but actually you're whatever you want to do you you want to be you can you can get rid of those things that you thought made you mm-hmm. and be a totally new person from this instant so i think what we have to get rid of is the belief system we create it for ourselves and the way we see the world we see it with that belief system too
1: Thank you. Very interesting. Anybody else want to comment on Glenn or Marianne on what Jimena said
2: briefly? I want to do some holidays next, but Marianne, um, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, sometimes you, this is like when you follow a path and you go to on a tangent. Sometimes when you you think this is what I'm going to do or this is what I'm going to be and a door opens and you walk through it and you go, wow, this is pretty interesting. (laughs) And I know that eventually I'd like to get there But I'm gonna take this path and you may not see until later how all things lead. And I know for me, I remember I thought to myself after my job um, at CNN, after that job, why am I going into publicity? Well, someone made me an offer, it was a good one. I thought I'll try it. And little did I know years later that those things that I learned would help me even promote my movies, but also my books, because I always wanted to write novels, too, when I was a kid. And I kept saying, I want to do this someday. I'm going to write a cookbook. I'm going to write a novel. <laughs> and it just it didn't happen till later because I had to learn all these things. But all the different mm-hmm. tangents got me to there. Building and, blocks, building yeah. blocks, right? And I think you also have to go with your heart, because I know that when I was creating and doing things with other people, I loved it. But it wasn't, I felt I wanted to tell my own story. So I kind of had to say, what is it that I'm passionate about that I want to say? Because to be creative and to write a novel, I mean, especially a novel, you have to be dedicated to it. It's a lot of time. A lot of time. You want to feel it. Glenn, Mm -hmm. what are your
1: thoughts about building blocks we're talking about? What do you think? I think that's part of what you've done, right?
2: Well, I think
3: we're talking about the same thing from different directions mm-hmm. yes, and different parts in the creative process. Uh, cause I can, I can relate to everything that's being said, you know, mm-hmm. at some points, it's great to go in on what, you know, at some points, it's great to push at some points. It's great to collaborate at some point. It's great to, to, to go in on, on and just be alone and, and focus and, and, and create a nugget yourself, <laughs> really work on that nugget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not just wait for someone else to do the work for you. So I think that, yeah, it, it's all, all these are building, but we it's different paths to get to the same result, right? And depending on who we are who we are, and where we're at, you just have to choose that, that certain path for you that works at that moment.
1: And sometimes the path chooses you. I'll just say that from my input. Let's do some holidays. It's still February, uh, in case you didn't know, it's the national month of the sweet potato. Bike to work in case it's warm enough. Spunky old broads. No, nobody's gonna know. It's the month of weddings. I don't know how I thought June was wedding month. It's the month of women inventors. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. The month of the macadamia nut. The month of embroidery. The month of the grapefruit. And the month of the hot breakfast. So if you want to be a spunky old broad, bike to work, make a sweet potato, have a wedding, invent something, eat macadamia nuts with grapefruit on your cereal, and do embroidery. We got that all in there. So today is Monday, February 21st, U.S. President's Day. It's National Sticky Bun Day, and it's Canada Family Day. Let's move on. Tomorrow is Tuesday. It's Be Humble Day, but here's the kicker. Tomorrow is Cook a Sweet Potato Day. Is anybody Mm -hmm. here going to cook a sweet potato? Yep. Do you think? Market, like, who? I have to go to the market and get. I've just got the little red potatoes, I'll get some sweet potatoes. It's also, well, this will help if you're cooking a sweet potato and you really didn't want to or you're really not happy with it or it turns out, it turns out a little wrinkly and crinkly sometimes <laughs> they do. It's National Margarita Day, and that yeah, will take, take the pain. It's also National Walking the Dog Day, mm-hmm. and it's World Thinking Day. Are we all going to be thinking tomorrow, Glenn? Do you think we can think in time, honor of I-
3: I can't not think, so yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what, Rod, Rod, the thinker, je pense donc je suis. Okay, yes, I think, therefore I am. I remember, who, I remember who said that. Wednesday is National Hospitality Workers Appreciation Day, okay? It's Play Tennis Day. How many people mm-hmm. are here play tennis?
4: Anybody? Play I played tennis? long time ago. I, I did played. racquetball
1: years ago. Mm-hmm. That was my version of tennis. Jimena, you told me you're a Pisces. May I ask what day your birthday is this month? March 12th coming up okay well we'll wish you an early happy birthday Thank wednesday you. is also national dog biscuit day it's national <laughs> banana bread day glenn i use a crazy calendar banana bread anybody like banana bread when you get the no, i like it yeah bananas you know <laughs> that just like well, yeah okay and it's inconvenience yourself day i have no clue but that was on the list so wow. i don't know make something difficult thursday or go out of your way national chili day and it's also tortilla day and toast day I, so I'm days. not sure. If, I know the same day, and it's I hate coriander day. I don't know if I oh. have coriander, but it's also here's the wonderful part Thursday is World Bartender Day. So if mm-hmm. the chili didn't turn out well, if their tortilla chips are not crunchy, if you end up with coriander and you hate it, go see a bartender and say happy bartender. Glenn, you think that'll work out? I think so. I
3: don't drink. So it's always <laughs> a little weird when I go talk to a bartender. <laughs> I feel bad. I don't have anything for them. Can I Why get a cranberry juice? And well, uh,
1: nothing wrong with that. They're still there to talk to you and give you advice if that's mm-hmm. what you want. So there you go. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Friday. I like Friday. It's National Chocolate Covered Nut Day. They didn't say, well, kind of nut. But chocolate cover. it's also National New England Clam Chowder Day. How's that? It's also Skip the Straw Day. Now, if you haven't noticed, I am using a metal, let me get my notes here yeah. so I can see this. I'm using a metal straw. It's very pretty yeah. colors. It's, mm-hmm. it's stainless steel. I do have plastic straws but they are reusable and they come with a little brush and mm-hmm. I brush them out after I had my morning banana milkshake with a little bit of cocoa powder in it and a couple of ice cubes. I brush the straw so that it's perfectly clean inside and I've been reusing it for, for months. So I'm not throwing them out. Does anybody still drink with straws besides me?
4: No,
2: no.
3: I saw that in Italy they were using pasta, thick rolled oh, pasta yeah. for straws.
1: <laughs> really? I thought that was brilliant. I wonder how they chocolate- eat it up when they're done. <laughs> I wonder how chocolate milk tastes through 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 a penne. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a raw penny. That's interesting. Saturday is National <laughs> Pistachio Day. It's Tell a Fairy Tale Day. I don't know why. It's Open That Bottle Night, Saturday. Open that bottle. I have wow. a bunch of yeah. those in the fridge, but I I hardly drink anymore, Glenn. I never was much. Uh, somebody said to me, can you, can you deal with four or five glasses of wine in a night? I said, give me half. Either give me a doggy thermos to take it home or I'm going to be passed out on the floor. So I can't even get through one glass of wine. Uh, it's also National... For Pete's sake day. And I did uh, for Pete's sake, it's it's basically minced oaths, they called it. Not minced onion or garlic, minced oaths. It's an offensive word or phrase you need to vent is substituted by a polite phrase and examples they said for crying out loud. I think we can substitute something a little stronger than that. And sugar, I think we can yeah. So I, I think we got the picture. Then Sunday is National Protein Day. Okay, more scrambled eggs. I mean National Strawberry Day, National No Brainer Day. And that means keep things simple, calm, no stress. And it was actually founded by somebody named Adrienne Sue, S I O U X Cooper Smith. Okay, it's National Pokemon Day It's National Kahlua Day. Okay, I use that up over Christmas and it's International (laughs) Polar Bear Day. So, Glenn, you and I are going to go find a polar bear, give him or her strawberries and toast with a glass of Kahlua that we may not be able to drink. But we'll (laughs) give it to somebody else. And that's a no brainer. I picked on Glenn. Next Monday, I have to tell you, before I come on the air, these holidays will be almost over. It's National Floral Design Day. Does anybody do floral designs? No. Anybody design your own flowers? I put them in a vase. I clip them a little bit. I like to grow plants. I am growing this fabulous plant on my kitchen windowsill that I grew from the seeds in a yellow pepper. You know, how you take the little yeah. seeds out. Mm-hmm. I drop the seeds on dirt, and I recycle. Uh, you know, when you get candles in those jars, beautiful glass jars. I clean them out, or I just leave a little bit of the candle in the bottom, and I put dirt in, and I sprinkled the little white pepper seeds over the top, and watered them ardently for about a week or two. I now have a plant that's got about it's about eight to ten inches tall, and there must be a hundred different stems in there, all from Uh-oh. pepper. I took an old Vidalia onion that had seen better days before I got around to eating it. There was a sprout coming out. I cut it in half, put it in my front garden last summer. It grew eight shoots that were two and a half feet tall, each one with a white flower. I know, Glenn, and people walk by and said, what are you growing? I said, it's a Vidalia onion. And after the flowers drove, it was like big stalks, almost like, like the little green onions, you know, but these were a foot, two feet long. They were sprouting all over the place. I went and took it out of the ground and there were eight little teeny tiny Vidalia onions in the ground from this one onion that I planted. Wow. Go so, Go that's figure. Awesome. I've also heard on TikTok. Yes, I do it once in a while. That if you scrape the seeds out of a banana, you can grow them. I don't know. And I took a grapefruit seed and put it in in a little planter with some other seeds, and it grew. I've got a little little plant, not a grapefruit, but I've got this beautiful little green thing. It's about three inches tall. So I'm recycling the seeds. For, I'm trying some tomato seeds now to see what I get out of those. Anyway, uh, so that's it's also ah. Uh, it's International Sword Swallower's Day. I don't think anybody <laughs> here is going to do that. It's Chocolate Souffle Day. If you swallow the sword, you can have chocolate souffle. And it's National Public Speak Sleeping Day. And I'm not even going to go there. So we have a few minutes left. I have so enjoyed talking to all of you. We're not done yet. We got about five minutes left. I want to go to. Um, I want to go to. How do we find each of you? what website and say it slowly and i would like to spell your website because that's one of my joys is spelling stuff don't ask why it's
3: you know hard. my last name right it's rough
1: d-u-n-z-e-z-u-n-z hold on i got it d-u-n-z-w-e-i-l-e-r yes Dunzweiler. all right let's go with you first mr dunzweiler how do we find you
3: uh, Glenn Dunsweiler.com. So if you can spell my last name, you can find me. Except but it's also... tricky
1: because there's only one N in Glenn. It's G L E N. Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. So, correct. And so then. Let G- me get it. G L E N D U N Z W E I L E R.com.
3: Correct. Absolutely correct.
1: Any place and I'm, else? as
3: far as I know, the only Glenn Dunsweiler out there. I haven't found another. We will look. Laura
1: LLL is going to go look for, yeah, she'll let me know if she finds another one Challenge. It's a very unique name. Thank you. And what are they going to find at glensweiler.com? What's there?
3: They are going to find my film projects. They are going to find my social entrepreneurship projects, which include books. And they are going to find my video coaching business. So they've got a lot to thumb through, depending on what they're interested in.
1: Can you define social entrepreneur with one sentence for me, please?
3: Looking to make social programs sustainable instead of the handout model.
1: Thank you. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Marianne Radini-Spencer, where do you want people to go to find you and all your good work?
2: You can go to Marianne Radini, R-I-D-I-N-I-Spencer.com, but I have a lot of other urls because that's such so long marianne r spencer.com Writer. that's kind of fun huh dot com and uh, simply delicious living is my tv show and blog and simply delicious living.com they all go to the same place
1: okay i'm going to spell your name so everybody gets it m-a-r-y-a-n-n Radini R I D I N I Spencer has a C, not an S. S P E N C E R. So if we put that all together with a dot com, we'll find mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Let me go. Let me do it one more time. M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-R-I-D-I-N-I S-P-E-N-C-E-R dot com. I wasn't looking, so I didn't cheat. There and we if go. that's
2: too much of a challenge, aloha, aloha writer. Aloha <laughs> com
1: I, I like that a lot. A-L-O-H-A-W-R-I-T-E-R. .com. .com I got it. I'm still looking for more words. Jimena, you've got to help me with this. Where do we find you, my dear? Uh,
4: well, it's uh, transform com.
1: B E L I E V E T R A N S F O R
4: M B E .com. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay. Do you have one with your name on it too? I wanted to be- uh,
4: I have one, but I use it for Spanish purposes. Okay. Well, I'm just
1: going to tell everybody where to find you with your name just in case. So it's Jimena X-I-M-E-N-A. Second name is Yanez, Y-A-N-E-Z. Last name is Soto, S-O-T-O. You know, there used to be a, a car named the DeSoto. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. DeSoto. Yes. You, yeah. you did. You did. I've got to start to close because I'm getting a two-minute sign. Everybody say, thank you, Gabe. One, two, three. Thank you, Thank Gabe. you, Gabe. Gabe. There we go. Nice man. And he gets us on the air. And I'm still looking at all of you looking so wonderful on on Facebook. There we are. So here's my closing. I think you'll all agree with this. Life is short. Break the rules. Glenn, if there aren't guidelines, just break the rules. That's okay. <laughs> Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. I'm old enough to say, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Just kiss slowly. It, it works. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. And never, ever, ever regret anything that made you smile. And here are my final words. Work like you don't need the money because basically nobody really cares, right? Do your thing, figure it out, make it happen, get it done. Dance like no one's watching, but they all used to watch me teaching disco in high heels on top of a Formica table in a cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon, and I told them, get me a damn wooden platform or OSHA's going to be pissed off if I don't fall and break my you-know-what. Sing like nobody's listening, and I didn't sing once on this show. Lucky all for you. And love like you've never been hurt because, listen, we all have. Let your heart grow. Let it refresh. Let it regenerate. Find new ways to love. Love yourself and find people and things and nature, things to love. Love is part of who we are. We need to have love in our lives. Money Talks, Chocolate Sings, and I Stole this last line. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red. Everybody, <laughs> wave goodbye. Don't go. I want to say. I want to talk to my guests. Bye, bye, Facebook. Bye, bye, gay. Bye, bye
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red seven seven seven. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.